This is what should be done by one who is giving goodness and who knows the path of peace. Let him be able and upright, straightforward and gentle in speech, humble and not conceited, contented and easily satisfied, not busy with duties and frugal in their ways, peaceful and calm and wise and skillful, not proud and demanding in nature. Let none do the slightest thing that the wise will later reprove, wishing in gladness and in safety, may all beings be happy, whatever living beings they may be, whether they are weak or strong, or meeting none, the great or the mighty, medium, short or small, the seen and the unseen, those living near and far away, those born and to be born, may all beings be happy, let none deceive another, or despise any being in any state. Let none through anger or will will wish harm upon another. Even as a mother protects with her life her child, her only child, so with a boundless heart should one cherish all living being radiating kindness over the entire world, spreading upwards to the skies and downwards to the death, outwards and unbounded, free from hatred and ill will, whether standing or walking, seated or lying down, free from drowsiness, one should dress and this recollection, this is the abiding, uh, uh, sublime abiding, by not holding to false views, the pure-hearted one, having clarity of vision, being free from all sense desires, is not born again into this world. Sadu, sadu, sadu. Yep, it's always nice to chant the Metta Sutta. It actually gives a lot of instruction eh, how we should practice. Eh. Yes. Hmm. Um, you don't know, do you see when I do give a talk? Eh, it's something that comes come to mind. Eh. Um, I admit, we did have the Chinese New Year eh, a few days ago. Eh. So, um, as myself, I'm born in Malaysia. I'm actually Malaysian Chinese. Um, um, I do celebrate Chinese New Year when I was a lay person. Um, but now as a monastic, not really. But I noticed the lay community, when they come to the monastery, they do celebrate Chinese New Year. And I do remember 
um, yeah, when I was a lay person, one of the first things we did la, on the stroke of midnight yeah, for to welcome in the new year la, was to go to the, um, the temple la, um, or the, the monastery yeah, where I was living yeah, and just to pay respect la, to, yeah, to the Buddha, to the Dharma and to the Sangha. La. Because when, when the act of um, paying respect la, to, the, to the Sangha la, or, or to the Chippujama, it's just to do something new, la, uh, something good and something fresher to welcome the new year. La. So I used to do that when I was a lay person. Uh, when it, it, it hit midnight, yeah, I'll go straight to the temple la, to uh, celebrate um, yeah, Yu Year, la, especially um, at midnight. Yeah. I mean, other people will be uh, basically just partying, yeah, but I always like, sometimes just quietly go to, a, go to the temple la, and pay my respect la, and light some um, joystick, um, some candles, la, and just quietly pay my respect la, with my heart la, and with my mind, la, and just remind myself la, Yes, this is a new year, and I should always practice virtue, uh, meditation, calm and peace, uh, and mindfulness, uh, and wisdom. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, so it's a good reflection. Uh, and uh, on the Chinese New Year day, uh, I noticed at Bodhiyana there was a lot of um, a lot of supporters that come over, and I made they mainly uh, they, they I noticed they mainly Chinese uh, they come over uh, to uh, welcome in the new Chinese New Year. Uh, so um, you see, on the Bindabad line, I walk past and they will, they will say Happy New Year or Kong Hei Fak Choi and uh, what that means is happiness uh, and wealth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for monastic, mm, sometimes I find, okay, sometimes I will, I will re repeat the same thing again uh, back to the, our supporters. Uh. So uh, yeah, so you see the Chinese New Year will last for um, two weeks uh, or 15 days. Uh. So it's according to the Buddhist calendar, from the, the full, from the new, new moon to the full moon. Yep. So yeah, so Chinese New Year is, is celebrated according to, to the, uh, the cycle of the moon, from a new moon to a full moon. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, so there is a connection for um, the new year and also Buddhism. Yes. Um, okay, so one thing that I like to talk about as usual, is on um, basic meditation. So meditation is calm and peace and letting go. And also mindfulness. Mindfulness is basically being aware. Um, or sometimes I will call it, call, call it um, um, attention and choices. Yep. So I'll explain why. Putting attention on something and also choices. Because with meditation, you see, we learn to um, let go, to calm the mind, and just to have a break eh, from the busyness. Eh? Because when we work so much, we tend to think a lot. And when we think a lot, eh, um, we think about work, we think about family life, we sometimes think about problems, eh? <laughs> especially problems eh? with, um, with the work, uh, with our friends, with our family, and sometimes with the world. Eh? So uh, yeah, so meditation is good. When we come back from, um, from work, we should basically unwind and let go of Things that happen uh, at work or in, in, in meeting families and friends. So, yeah, so especially in, in the new year, Chinese New Year, just we have to especially let go of all our problems, our misunderstanding, and basically forgive one another for any um, uh, misunderstanding or problems that arise 
in, in the old, old, old year, le, so we should forgive one another, let it go, le, and look forward to the new year. Le. So that's one thing eh, that why it's good to go to the uh, monastery or temple, le, uh, pay respect to the, um, the Buddha, the Dharma and the Sangha. And if you're not Buddhist, then some people pay respect to the, uh, to the different deities, eh, if you're Taoist. Eh, yeah. So um, my background, I used to be um, a bit of a Taoist. Eh, so what Taoist background is basically, they worship uh, the ancestors, any of our relationship that passed away a long time ago, and also different deities uh, or gods. Uh, but when I got into Buddhism, I realized, okay, these are basically um, different. We, we, we do believe in heavenly beings, uh, but in a different form, uh, where people are reborn in high places uh, according to their karma, uh, and their merits, and how if they can purify their mind. Uh. Yep. So yeah, so meditation is good to um, basically let go, unwind, and make peace in oneself and with other people. And basically just to calm, still, and settle the body, and especially the mind, because uh, we can be very busy, we can be very active. And when we go home, we don't bring that energy from work back to, back to home. Because if we bring that energy back home, then our partners, our family members, and sometimes even our pets, they will notice it. I used to have two dogs at home, and when I go back home, um, yeah, my, my two dogs will notice if I'm unhappy or a bit upset. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's quite interesting how animals can pick it up, sometimes faster than human beings. Hmm. Yeah. So when we do develop mindfulness or calm, peace and letting go, then um, develop it, make it strong. Because when you, the more you let go, the more you still, still the mind, the more you allow the five senses to unwind and shut down, then, uh, then you find a lot of inner peace and happiness and freedom in one's heart. Yep. So that's basically samadhi calm and stillness, or letting go. Then mindfulness is basically learning to pay your attention to wholesome qualities of mind, of speech, of action, and of intention. So um, yeah, so mindfulness is just play a very important part. So sometimes I will call it attention and choices. So what I mean by that is when you um, give attention to things, then, then you, you give choices to things. Uh. So when we give attention to something that happened, uh, there's two options. Uh. Either you look at it with a positive mind, or you look at it with a, with a negative mind. So basically, that's giving attention and choices. So that, that's basically is a basic mindfulness practice. Uh. Yep. So, when something happens at the workplace, sometimes we do make a mistake and other people do make mistakes. Yeah? That's a part of being a human being. Yeah? But we do have the, the, the choice yeah? not to follow our anger, our frustration. Yeah? Because if we do follow our anger and frustration, yeah? we can carry it around with us for the whole day and bring it back home. Yeah? And it's not very productive yeah? when we do that. Yeah? So, yeah, so I would call that Mindful, um, um, giving mindfulness or 
giving attention and choices. Yeah. So sometimes, what I mean by, by choice, because we all have a choice to react with kindness, re, 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 to react with forgiveness, and re, react with, give, with letting go. If we don't do that, then we can react with um, anger and frustration. And basically, that will lead to um, unhappiness in oneself and other people. So sometimes it's very interesting. Um, when I was a lay person, when I practiced mindfulness, it's great to do mindfulness and meditation, but you can't do both together. You have to let go. The more you let go, then the mindfulness becomes stronger. So when you, when you, when you become more, more calm and more peace, then you can see things more clearly. Your mind is more clear, not confused or tainted with defilements. Defilements is basically too much greed, too much anger, uh, too much delusion of self. I'm, I know better. I'm the smart one here. Those guys are fools. They don't know what they're talking about. So once ego can be, um, what's the word, can really strengthen the, um, the, the greed and the anger. So when you do meditation, you develop calm and peace. You develop contentment, happiness, and letting go and joy. So when that's stronger, then your mindfulness is, is more sharper and your mind becomes more clear. So when unpleasant things happen in life, then you can have a more clear attention and choices. Yeah. So what I mean by that, if you develop wisdom, wisdom is, is being a person that is wise and kind. So if you, we've all been around wise people. So a definition according to Buddhism, a wise, a wise person is a, so a wise person will bring happiness to himself and to other people. So that's the definition of a wise person. A definition as a foolish person is a person that will bring suffering to people and to themselves. Yep. So that's the definition of a wise person and a foolish person. Yep, that's it in, um, yeah, in Buddhism's term. So when you look at the news, there's so many examples of wise people, but especially foolish people. So uh, yeah, so when you see foolish people in the world, they bring a lot of suffering to themselves and also to other people. And it comes from basic greed, anger, and ego. Yep. So yeah, so sometimes when we see things happen, in the news, instead of getting upset or sad or angry with what's happening in the world, it's just we should reflect on yeah, wisdom. These are all cause and condition. People's choices by action, speech and mind um, will lead to other people's happiness or sadness or suffering in the world. So as Buddhists, we should always develop um, wisdom, compassion, and kindness. Yep. And it's basically keeping the five precepts, um, practicing letting go of samadhi, calm and peace, de develop the mind calm and peace. When the mind is calm and peaceful, then we develop mindfulness, attention, and, and attention and choices. So basically, make the right choice. And when I was younger, I used to be a really angry person. I used to be, have a very fault-finding mind. 
to the point now where everyone at work will call me Mr. Grumpy yeah? at work. When I come back home, my friend will also call me Mr. Grumpy yeah? or negative, neg negative mind. Yeah. It's true, I was so negative, I was so angry. Yeah? All I saw was faults in, um, in the workplace, in other people, with the world and in myself. Uh, and I really suffer a lot uh, to the point I have anxiety, worry, and uh, yeah, I was basically losing the plot, uh, <laughs> becoming a basket case uh, where my hand will shake. Um, yeah, I'll have ringing in my ear. My, my mind will, my vision will become blurry. So I was basically having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. So I was basically pretty desperate. So when I came across Buddhism and especially meditation and mindfulness, I said, yeah, okay, I'll try this out. And when I tried it out, wow, it was good. For once in my life, my mind was peaceful. I was calm. I stopped following all these negative behavior and negative thoughts. And the more calm and more peaceful my mind became, then meditation became Meditation become easier, but especially mindfulness. So give me attention to wholesome things and also making the choice of letting go of unwholesome um, action, speech and mind. Yeah. yeah, so how mindfulness work is, mm, sometimes it's hard to find a simile, but I can think of a simile. I've been to India twice uh, for the, for the um, pilgrimage to um, the four holy places where the Buddha, where he was born, where he became enlightened, where he first taught the, the Dharma, and where he passed away to Nibbana. So those four holy places, as a Buddhist monk, um, yeah, it's good, at least we go and visit those four holy places, because they are very powerful places. Like, we listen to it on Dharma talks and read suttas on those places, but able to go there, experience uh, and visit out in person, uh, it's amazing places. Uh, and the energy there is so powerful. Uh, like like if, if, if any of you have been to um, Bodhiyana Monastery and you go to the Dharma Hall, or you join a nine-day retreat uh, where people are sitting down meditating for like seven, nine days, uh, then you can feel the energy grows in the room. <clears throat> the calm and the peace and the, and the stillness becomes very, yeah, we we'll say overwhelming. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people like going to uh, monasteries uh, and, um, and, medit and uh, join nine-day retreats uh, because you can pick up those energy. <clears throat> Sorry for um, my voice because I, I'm, I got a sore throat uh, for a lot of people uh, catching um, the virus around. Uh, and some people are catching COVID too. Uh, I, I caught the, uh, the virus maybe um, over a year ago, uh, but now I'm catching all the, the, the new strain of, of flu that's coming. Uh, so um, I don't have a perfect voice and I don't have a, a, um, a clear voice. Uh, so, uh, so please forgive me uh, if, if I sound a bit rougher in my voice uh, <laughs> for, my, uh, for my sore throat. Uh. Yeah, going back to India. Uh, so yeah, so one thing I noticed when we go from one place to the next place. Uh, sometimes the bus ride uh, is about maybe one hour, and sometimes it's as long as four to eight hours. Uh, so it's very long road, road trip. Uh. So in the bus with about 20 people, uh, all I can do is just sit there, relax, and just enjoy the ride. Uh. 
because there are some people in, in the bus, some people next door, they can't stop talking. They're very chat, chatty. Yeah? So instead of being negative, okay, no worries. Um, they just come for the pure reach. And um, it's, if, they, if they're happy to chat, yeah, go for it. Yeah? Some people are very quiet, okay, that's good. Yeah? Um, yeah, it's good too. Yeah? And the aircon is running full blast, yeah? so it's really cold. Yeah? And when you get hot, then you get off the bus and it's really hot. Yeah? So sometimes you go in the bus, in the outlet, hot and cold, hot and cold, and you get a slight headache. Um, and if you eat the right food, you're fine. If you eat the wrong food, you get a bit of um, pain or ache in your stomach, in your tummy, and, you, and sometimes you get diarrhea. So a lot of people, when they first arrive in there, um, they're not careful what they eat, they get diarrhea. So uh, with myself, I think I was sick maybe one or two days. Eh? So uh, yeah, so I find that I just enjoy the ride. I stopped complaining about being sick. And um, so if I don't have that mental complainer, eh, then it's not too bad. Eh? Because I learned when I was a lay person, the more I complain, the sicker I became. The more I just relax and enjoy um, the bus trip, then the, the more relaxed the body came. Because when I was in the bus, people were just talking nonstop. And the bus ride was so long. I was complaining in my mind. Oh, man. Jeez, oh, it's taking a while. <laughs> How long? When's the next stop? Jeez, it's so boring. Why don't people stop talking? They have, they can't, this, we we, we on, on the pilgrimage, and uh, they, they don't enjoy the place. All they do is just talk about... Um, their life for other people. I mean, using other family life or what they do for work and stuff. So I find that the more I com mentally complain, the sicker I became, and the more um, stiff, stiff my body became. Then I caught myself complaining. I said, okay, I'm complaining too much. And you let go. And just enjoy the ride. And just be happy with people in the Gilgamesh because this is once in a lifetime. lifetime. So uh, the less I complain, and the more relaxed, and the, the less pain my, my tummy became. So I realized, wow, yes, <laughs> geez, this mind can actually really uh, make me suffer if I'm not careful. So it was, it was a quick wake-up call to be mindful, to give my attention and the choices I make mentally in my mind. Either I could be negative or positive. So sometimes in the bus, you go to um, nice places, like um, through um, nice suburb, beautiful forests, and you go, wow, that's so nice. The, um, the street is so nice, the forest is so nice. You see elephants, you see cows. And sometimes when you go to the slum, you see the, um, the, the pigs, the cows eating all the, um, the rubbish. And instead of complaining about um, the slums in India, sometimes you just realize it's just people's karma, and that's the way the world is. Instead of looking at the, um, the weeds or having a fault-finding mind, then you basically just look at it with a mind of wisdom. Because not everyone will have a good life. Um, not everyone will have a, um, yeah, come from good background. Because in the India trip, sometimes you go to really, really good suburb eh? with really beautiful buildings, apartment blocks, um, shopping mall, um, nice streets, um, yeah, nice luxury cars. 
Then sometimes you drive through places like in the market where you have slums, you have animals, you have garbage everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe it. There's so much garbage everywhere. Then you have um, pigs, dogs, and cows going through the rubbish. Um, yeah, it was um, yeah, a bit of an uh, eye-opener. And there's a place where we, 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 we drive through, and we toy, we, excuse me, we, toy, we call it the, the toilet run, because when we're driving past, every like 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you see someone doing the business just out on the field, instead of using a public toilet. Um, so instead of getting upset, I saw that quite funny. I was going, wow, this is funny. So people just do their business everywhere <laughs> in India. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I haven't been back for like a couple of years. Hopefully things improve. Hopefully the government have put proper public toilet. Um, but India can be a poor place, really poor place. So yeah, so sometimes like that. So sometimes, yeah, just have the mind of equanimity and compassion and loving kindness. I mean, the world is not perfect. Yeah, sometimes we see unpleasant things, but we can look at the world with kindness and, and compassion and loving kindness. So sometimes it's good to um, keep the attention and develop wisdom and make the choice of just looking at the wholesome things in life. I mean, nothing is perfect, especially the world. But the choices that we make will determine our outcome and our happiness within our heart. Okay, so I think I better stop. This is getting close to um, 7.30. Okay, so I hope that makes sense. Okay. So there's a quick talk on samadhi, calm, peace, letting go, and mindfulness, awareness and choice, and wisdom. Okay, so we start off with the meditation. So as Shanti. usual, yes. Yes, let's do that. That sounds wonderful. Lovely talk. Thank you. Okay, so as usual, um, so I'm not sure if there's any beginners in the group, but you see I'll mix it up with um, a beginner's way of practicing because sometimes it's good to have a beginner's mind because um, sometimes if we have too much expectation, it can lead to wanting. The more we want, the more we become disappointing, disappointed if things don't do well. But if we develop a beginner's mind, and we can learn to uh, just enjoy and just let go. Okay. So meditation is basically learning to bring your awareness to the mind and to the body. Yep. So we always start off with doing a body scanning. So gently close your eye and just take a couple of deep breaths. Just breathe in and breathe out and relax. Breathe in and breathe out and relax. And just breathe normally, naturally. And now we gently bring our awareness 
to our whole body and just notice any part of our body that's not comfortable there's a bit tension a bit tight and we just relax relax our body by moving around with our body relaxed now we gently bring our awareness up to our face and then we relax our forehead then our face our cheek and our back of our neck and now we bring our, our attention gently to our upper body we relax our upper body notice any part our upper body that's stiff and just relax and now we bring our attention to our arms to our right arms relax our arm and loosen our arm And now we bring our awareness to our hands, to both our hands, and we relax and loosen both our hands and our fingers. And now we bring our attention to our back make sure our back is nice and straight not too rigid and we relax our back from our spine from our neck all the way down to our middle of our spine down to where we're sitting and relax our back and our spine and now please bring your awareness to our tummy make sure our waist is nice and loose our clothes are not tight and just relax our tummy and now 
we gently bring our awareness and our attention to both our legs. If you need to, please move it around gently and just relax both our legs. Relax our knee, relax our calf, and relax our ankle. And finally, we bring our awareness all the way down to our feet. And if you need to, just gently move our feet, make it loose, and make it relax. And gently move it around, make it comfortable, and relax our feet. And now, we gently bring our attention to our whole body. And make that choice to relax our whole body. And make the choice to make our body Calm, relaxed, and peaceful. With our awareness grounded to the whole body. And now we gently, calmly pay attention to our breath. And just notice our breath, breathing in and breathing out. Calmly and peacefully. And sometimes I like to remind myself, breathing, relax and breathe out. Letting go, relax, and let go, relax, and let go, all calm and peace, calm and peace, calm, peace.
with the awareness of the whole body, we feel any part that's a bit stiff or still tight or painful, then we make the choice of relaxing our body more. By gently moving it around, making it comfortable, then relaxing our whole body. Any part that's stiff, tight, or a bit painful, or any aches. We make the choice of making peace with this body and relaxing it and letting it go. And now, we gently make the choice of going back to our breath. Listen just calmly, breathing in and breathing out, and relaxing. you find your mind or your thoughts do wander a bit, it's okay. It does take a while for the wandering mind to calm. So just gently bring your attention back to her breath. It's, it's the nature of the mind to wonder a bit, especially when things become calm and peaceful. 
that we gently make the choice to bring our awareness and mindfulness back to this body, back to our mind, and pay our attention to our breathing in and out calmly and peacefully.
if you notice any sensation in the body, it's okay. As you become calm and peaceful, all kinds of sensation and feelings will rise in the body. Just relax and just watch it come and go. Meditation is learning to relax and just arise to allow any sensation or energy from the body to just come and go. still wondering, it's okay. Meditation is not about stopping thinking or thoughts. It's basically allowing the mind to settle and make peace and relax. So our thinking, our thoughts, is like a echo in the background.
we have 10 minutes left. So please enjoy the next 10 minutes of peace and quietness.
Okay, so we'll be finishing the meditation. So I'll ring the gong three times. So on the last gong, just come out gently and quietly. So yeah, so when you finish meditation, it's also it's very important to just slowly come out, slowly be aware of your body, and also try and maintain that calm and peace within the mind and also the body. So meditation is basically learning to uh, yeah just relax, relax this body as much as possible, but. The most important thing is to quiet the mind, and also quiet our thoughts, and to um, yeah, calm our emotion. Because when we are busy, uh, when we are very active, our thoughts and emotion can be quite intense. So if we are more relaxed, more calm, and more peaceful, then we can. Um, Makes decision with a um, yeah positive outcome yeah. because if we let our mind run over the place, uh, our emotion uh, sometimes we might become overreactive. So what I mean by that uh, is I was when I was working up in the mines, I know of a um, of a. A Buddhist that come over the work up up at the the mine site yeah? or within that community yeah? and he was a practicing uh, Tibetan Buddhist yeah? so he used to tell me share um, the teaching and uh, the different techniques yeah? so it was quite interesting talking to him yeah? so he was talking about karma yeah? and stuff yeah? so he told me he has one experience yeah? that was quite interesting yeah? so I listened I go hmm that's interesting yeah? so he told me that he was driving his car and um, he stopped at the red light, and there's a car in front, in front of him. So when he turned green, um, the car didn't move. So he said, okay, what's going on? It's not moving. So after like 10 minutes, it's still, not 10 minutes, 10 seconds, it's still not moving. So he was getting angry. He started horning, horning non-stop and shouting, come on, move, get out, <laughs> get moving. And the car didn't move. So he got really angry and started swearing and everything. Then later on, the car started moving after, after half a minute. Yeah, so he's going, oh, hopeless drivers. <laughs> so they say after, maybe it was his car. So after a few months, he was driving to, and he, he was on the, um, the red light. So he was driving there. So when he turned green, um, he, let, he let his foot down and the whole car stalled and he can't move. So he's trying to start it and it won't start. So he's getting angry and upset. Oh no, it's not starting. Jeez, the person will be upset, I'm sorry. So he was like getting um, upset, frustrated 
and start to swear and try to start the car and the car won't start. Like, come on, come on, start, start. And look at the mirror and he saw the guy in the back just quietly uh, waiting, uh, calmly. Uh, until he managed to start the car. Uh, and it was, it was the older gentleman. Uh, so he, man he managed to start the car uh, after maybe something like 20, 20 seconds. Uh, so when he started the car, uh, then he, he drove off. Uh, then he noticed one was behind someone that, that basically, he, he assumed basically the person stole and can't start the car. He was getting really angry and upset. And now he, maybe he's calmer. Now the car is stolen and he's getting really angry on himself that he can't start the car in time to drive off. But he noticed the guy in the back was just calmly waiting for him to start the car and move off. Yeah, so our attention and our choices is actually quite important, what we do in life. Especially when we are in really stressed and high, tense, high um, um, stress and dangerous environment. So what I mean by that is um, I used to drive race cars because I'm a mechanic. So I would fix the cars and drive really fast in the racetrack. So you have to be very mindful because you're going about 100 plus and you make a mistake, you, you might destroy your car or destroy the company car, the, the, the customer car, sorry. So you have to be very mindful and somehow you become fully aware on the vehicle. Every corner and turn, you actually feel the car like sliding out or drifting. So it's like almost the car is losing control, but it's always on the edge. So yeah, so that's basically mindfulness. But also I remember when I was um, working up in the mines, I used to go like um, snorkeling with my friends a lot. And they used to um, go spear fishing. I, I, didn't, I don't agree in that, but okay, anyway, they, they love to do things like that. So it's their business. So um, because we used to go in a group of, of friends, maybe five, maybe up to 10. And you see there's one or two person that love spear fishing. So they'll go out and spear fish. So uh, yeah, when you go with them quite deep, some, some part of the um, ocean, it drops straight down. And you can't see the bottom. But those, those parts of the ocean, you get really big fish coming in, like through valleys and sometimes tuna. And sometimes if they spear a fish, it struggle, you get blood everywhere. Then you go, oh, poor fish, oh well. But sometimes you get a big hammerhead shark. They come out and definitely you, you'll be really mindful at that, at that time. You just keep an eye on the, on the, on the big shark and just, just watch carefully. because. The, the goal with, with um, seeing a really big, dangerous shark uh, is always have eye contact and very calmly uh, just watch it all the time. Uh, because as long as your, your eye is focused on the shark, uh, he, knows that the sh he knows that you're watching uh, and it will slowly, slowly move away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so when you see something very dangerous, uh, you definitely have mindfulness. Uh, and, yeah, and having a a calm heart and a calm mind, that's helpful. Because you see sharks, I heard from shark experts, they say when you see a big tiger shark, you face it, then the shark will swim away. Because if you panic and swim away, the shark will always recommend us, see it as a prey, will go after the person that's, that's flashing around and swim away in panic. Yeah, yeah so mindfulness is quite important when, um, when you're quite quite dangerous, in a dangerous um, place. Uh, 
Yep. And also same with the, um, I saw a documentary on people who love climbing rocks, up in the rocks, and um, they don't use any safety line. So that's definitely a lot of mindfulness. When you climb, when you go rock climbing, we are using a safety line. But what they describe, the reason why they love rock climbing is they feel really relaxed, peaceful, and free because it's like 100% mindfulness in every step and every um, the way that you grab the rocks and using your feet. I think there's only about maybe 20, um, I think, freestyle climbers that don't use rocks, don't use um, safety line. So it's, it's interesting what people do to um, become peaceful and relaxed. So mm, I don't really recommend those kind of dangerous spots. Yeah, but meditation is a lot more safer. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah, we have a um, couple of minutes. So please, please, uh, you're welcome to ask any questions. Thank you. Uh, if, if any of you would like to either put a question into the chat or to unmute and ask the questions, uh, love the opportunity to speak to Bhante um, Kunda. Um, I see a question just come up in the chat, uh, Bhante. Could I read it for you? Yes, yes, please. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Uh, you're welcome, Bhante. How do monks keep calm and peaceful in every situation? I am training myself, but I lost him. I, I lose temper easily mm -hmm. when I'm hungry, restless, or in a state of panic. Mm, yeah, I mean, time to time, I do lose mindfulness, eh? and you see, is if I'm tired uh, or if I talk too much with people, eh? or sometimes if I listen to people complain too much <laughs> about life about monastery life, about things that are not fair. And um, sometimes if I listen to people complain too much, I can be a little bit negative. So sometimes I do um, get a bit upset when, when I listen to people complain too much. So sometimes that's why the Buddhists say, if we associate with wise people, with kind people, and with peaceful people, it does, it does make a difference. But if we don't, then if we do lose it one day, see it as a learning experience because look as long as we're not fully enlightened or have none self the defarmers become strong in our heart in our mind someone that's fully enlightened their mind is completely at ease and very peaceful and they can enter into deep meditation almost no effort at all because the whole sense of a self i me my problem, my suffering, my responsibility. Um, yeah, it's not there because that person's mind does not cling on to greed, hatred, and especially delusion. Because as long as there's a self, as long as um, there's a need to be right, a need to tell people off, a need to protect oneself, a need to defend oneself, Time to time, we will run into problems and situations that, um, that will trigger our, our reaction negatively. But sometimes, if we use mindfulness and wisdom, 
Um, because as Buddhist monk, yeah, the monastery is great. You go there, everyone's kind and respectful. Eh? And when we go out, like go shopping, or go to um, the airport, or catch a plane, um, yeah, you, you cannot expect people to react. Eh? Because one time I was with um, uh, another monk, eh? go, go into the airport, eh? and um, this, this um, parking attendant eh? went up to the, that monk eh? and told him, what are you doing? Wearing all this stuff, uh, yeah. Should get a job, uh, and um, stop being stop being silly. Uh. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, what, what can we do? What we do is a smile uh, and go, ah, oh, okay, no worries, thank you, uh. because uh, yeah, you, you can't expect people to understand why why we are monastic and we wear the robe. Uh. <laughs> so sometimes when people see us uh, um, wearing this brown um, bed sheets, uh, they'll come and tell us off and scold us. Uh, yeah, so reaction is very important. Uh, just to um, just know that, yeah, just normal human beings. People will always have different opinions. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they're, um, they're always welcome to uh, express their, their um, opinion. Uh, one of the monks that I know, when he travel overseas, uh, yeah, he say time to time he will get scolded uh, um, by people uh, in his country, uh, telling him uh, you should know better. Uh, why you why you a Buddhist monk? <laughs> and he will he will tell him off, uh, and and um, like for maybe a couple of minutes, uh, and his dad, he says his dad is there, uh, and his dad will just laugh at him. Uh, and um, just pretend, oh no, it's my son, he's doing silly stuff. It's nice, it's his business. <laughs> and my monastic friends, he would get upset, uh, being scolded, uh, and his dad is like not, not, not protecting him. Uh. Yeah, so sometimes, uh, yeah, reaction is like, sometimes when unpleasant things happen uh, in life, uh, we have to learn to have a heart of equanimity uh, and uh, try not to worry too much. Uh, because in this world, completely, everything is out of control. And um, we can only take care of our mind and take care of our heart. And if we are scolded, people tell us off. I mean, I, I, I get told off quite a lot for not being a smart person in the monastery. I mean, I'm not the best chanter. I don't know the sutta. I don't spend like hours and hours reading the suttas or looking online trying to um, be the best Dharma, Dharma speaker. So I'm, I'm, I'm basically laid back on my, based on my character. Yep. So yeah, sometimes monks will look at the Dharma talk and they go up to me and go, Bante, I saw your talk. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I go, oh, okay, interesting. This is measuring. Ah, oh, it's fine. Because I, I do know I'm, I'm not the best speaker. Uh, I'm not as smooth as, as um, some of the more senior monks. Uh. I never went to university. Uh, in my class, I was the worst uh, classmate. Yeah? My English was terrible. Uh. When I came to Mons Bodhiyana, uh, I, didn't, I didn't speak much English that much. Uh. So I was pretty, much, pretty quiet. Uh. And because I was a quiet monk, uh, yeah, some of the monastic would just pick on me uh, and bully me around. Uh. 
Yeah, so yeah, so I, I just learned to um, just accept people for what they are uh, and uh, just make peace with myself. Uh, yep, and accept that I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm just a simple monk in the forest, uh, just watching the kangaroos, watching the birds, um, watching the plants grow. And uh, just learn to be more peaceful in my heart. Uh, yep. Sometimes they say, you have 10 rains, uh, you have to teach more. I go, oh, okay. Okay, I'll try. Yeah, so my teaching is not the best, but it's good enough. I'm happy. And sometimes the feedback from people is quite interesting. They say, really, they really might like my talk. I go, okay, maybe I adjust myself too much. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I give a really, really bad talk, and people say it's good. And sometimes I think I gave a really, really good talk, and people will tell me, oh, it's average. It's okay, yeah. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's expectation and judging. Yeah, sometimes it's, yeah, it's, just, it's just the world. Okay. Anyway, is, is there any other questions? Thank you. Yes, there are, Bhante, and you appreciate Thank you. I really enjoy listening to you very, very much. You speak from the heart, and I don't think there's any other place to speak from. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Bhante. Gloria, would you like to unmute? Okay. Uh, I just want to say Chinese, uh, happy Chinese New Year because I, I'm from Hong Kong and then um, some people said to me, some people said to me that uh, they wish I can earn more money next year. And I always tell them a healthy body is good, good enough for me. Um, uh, my quick question is that, um, do you have any uh, tips to use phone mindfully during the day because if I have my phone turned off then I can be fine but as soon as I turn it on then sometimes I just cannot stop using it so can you give some advice and tips thank you okay um, I don't know if it's a good example but this is what I do in the monastery um, I do have a phone that my my parents gave me yeah because when I go overseas yeah, um, my parents always worry here yeah? because I don't have money. Yeah? If I get stuck somewhere, yeah? they want me to use the phone to call other people yeah? for help and, and, um, and, um, and so they can pick me up. Yeah? And sometimes my parents will check, check on me once in a while, make sure I'm fine. Yeah? And I, I do give online talks. And you see when I give online talks, I have my phone for maybe one week. Uh, if I have it for one month, uh, I find that it's a huge distraction. I, I will check the news, see what's happening. Uh, I'll check the weather. I'll check the, um, the stuff at Bunnings, so I can work out what to get for, for the monastery. <laughs> I know it's a waste of time. And uh, I'll check the, the latest gadget. And I'll check the latest electric vehicle. Because I'm, I'm still a me mechanic up in the monastery, yeah, and we're getting more and more electric cars. <laughs> so I check all this. Uh, after a while, I, re I, re I realize I'm wasting my time, uh, just spending hours checking all this stuff online. Uh. So I told myself, okay, my, my parents like me to call, call them once in a while. Okay, so what I do is I make a deal with myself. I'll connect the internet on my phone uh, um, once a month for one week. Yep. So I call my parents uh, like within that one week time. Uh, then the next three weeks, uh, 
I, I, I won't connect the internet connection. So that way I don't, I don't get distracted. Because I realized having a phone is a huge distraction. Yeah, so I realized sometimes it's good to know everything, but it's not important. And it can allow the mind to wander everywhere. Because when you have a mobile phone, your friend can call you, your family can call you, and it becomes a big uh, distraction because um, you look at kids these days. Uh, when I go back home, I notice my nephews are on the phone. My mom is on the phone. Even my grandmother is on the phone. Uh, I, was going, I don't believe it. Uh, my grandmother normally don't use phone at all, uh, smartphone. Uh, and now she's basically on the phone, uh, calling my mom, uh, talking together. Uh, and my little nephew, same thing on the phone. I go, wow. Because when I joined the monastery, they didn't have um, all this smartphone, just a basic Nokia phone, where you call or send text. Now you basically have a whole internet, the whole world on the phone. Yep. So um, yeah, giving attention to things that are not productive and will not lead to wisdom. Yeah, sometimes it's good to keep it aside. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what do I value, value the most? Uh, peace, happiness, freedom, and um, calmness, stillness of mind. Because the world is, is so chaotic, uh, and it's just endless. So the more we look at the world, uh, we're basically looking at other people's greed, anger, uh, and delusion. Uh, yeah, so sometimes, time to time, you ask yourself, uh, what do you value the most? Because these days you can get, um, what, what I heard is dumb phone, where you can just call people only. And it does not have connection to the, to the web. Yep. Or when people come for retreat at the monastery, basically they turn off their phone and um, they only check maybe after lunch for one hour. Yep. So when people come, to stay in the monastery, sometimes I recommend don't check your phone. If you do check it, just check it maybe once in an hour, like for an hour. If not, you just end up um, instead of sitting down enjoying the forest and watching the kangaroos and birds, you basically just looking for the internet. <laughs> yeah, so I do admit myself, I did the same thing too when my parents gave me a mobile phone and a SIM card plan. So I just spent like, like, yeah, just hours looking, looking at the phone. And I, I realized, yeah, I, I basically not doing much meditation. And when I do start to sit down quietly, my mind is just wandering around the, around the, everywhere. Yeah, so I realized, yeah, sometimes it's good to give it up and just have a break. Yeah, so that's why I recommend if you find that you always pick out the phone, just give your, give, give your, your time, make, make a time. From this time to that time, don't pick up the phone, turn it off. Yep. I mean, the, the phone and the email is very important to contact friends, places and work and check the weather. But if you're picking it up every five or 10 minutes, then it is a problem. Yep. So in the monastery, it's great. We only have Wi-Fi connection in this office. And when I go back to the, to my kutia, no, I don't. I don't have a sim, sim, pad, sim card plan. Uh, so I only have it on once, once, 
a week uh, for one month uh, just to call my parents. Uh. So I decided I need to do that. Uh. If I don't do that, uh, I'm basically almost wasting my time in the monastery uh, and becoming a lay person again, uh, going, going like this all the time. Okay, so that, that's, that's what I do. Uh. I hope that makes sense. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Bhante. Uh, Nikki, would you like to unmute and ask the question? I will very quickly. Thank you, Bhante. I love the talk. Very quick. I just I won't ask you the original question because it was quite a deep one. We haven't got time, so that's fine. But I wanted to tell you. I thought, oh, you're a poet, and you don't even know it. I thought poet. you were okay. saying something, and it was great. It says, "The more I complained, the sicker I became." Hmm. I thought, what a wonderful, uh, it's like a poem. And I thought, well, that's because I was going to ask you about something about my past. And then I was then going to ask you about my neighbours making a lot of noise. And oh, I okay. thought, well, and I thought, yeah, and I, I, it can, I can hold it together for a while. It feels hmm. like I won't let it bother me. And then all of a sudden, it feels like that's all gathered up and gone, bam. And then I get really angry. But then I thought, well, maybe I'll just... My mind starts complaining mm. about everything. Then. Um, I that, really. Yeah. That, that is pretty normal, there, Because um, at the monastery, yeah, we have the same problem, too, if you believe that. <laughs> because um, so the monastery is basically next to a lookout. So the lookout is only about... From where I'm sitting, yeah, it's only about 100 metres away. Yep. Or maybe me, yeah, 150 meters uh, from this building. Uh. So uh, this office is next to the monastery car park and the wall. And from the, from the wall uh, of the monastery uh, is another 50 meters to the lookout. So on the weekend, uh, we, ha we get young people to come in like with their, with their fast cars. Uh. <laughs> yep. And uh, they have really massive um, stereo system. Uh. And sometimes from Friday to Saturday on Sunday, yeah, or the long weekend, uh, it basically sounds like a um, uh, a party uh, next to the, next to the monastery. <laughs> yeah. So I used to stay in, in one of the kuti, yeah, basically just opposite the wall uh, of where the lookout is. Uh, so I was very close to to the um, to where the party is, uh, and I don't remember. Sometimes I go, oh. I, I need to get, off, get up early in the morning uh, for work uh, um, at the monastery. Uh, and, and those guys uh, are, are chucking a, a party uh, um, all, all from, from 10 o'clock uh, to midnight to 2 o'clock. I go, this is getting out of control. Uh, to like dawn. When the sun rises, uh, they stop. They stop uh, their house party. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> the whole night. Uh, and it's quite loud. Uh, and I noticed the same thing. I was complaining. I was getting upset. The more I complain, the more upset I become. Yeah, I was just getting more, uh, more like steaming, getting angry inside, frustrated. But I realized, I remember what Ajahn Chah said. He used to go into the forest. It's very peaceful and very quiet. So when they come out of the forest and walk to the, walk to the village, the village people are playing all their loud music. Um, so that's what people in the village does. So they play loud music uh, in the house, uh, and the more Ajahn Chah hear the music, uh, the more upset it became. Uh, then he realized uh, that it's not the noise that's disturbing him, uh, 
is he, he is disturbing the noise. So our complaining heart and mind will make things worse. Yep. So if we stop complaining and just enjoy the moment, then it's not a problem. So after that, when they start a party, oh, I just close the window, lock everything. I can still hear it. But I say, okay, I just enjoy the, the noise from next door. Because, um, I mean, for monks, we do keep, keep our precept. We try not to listen to music and stuff and entertainment. But I see, okay, it's free entertainment. It's not that I'm looking for um, uh, music or a party. So I just listen in sometimes. I go, okay, that's interesting. But I see my reaction change. You can, instead of getting angry or upset, I just enjoy the moment, enjoy the sound. When I enjoy the sound, and listen to it, then I just slowly bring my awareness back to my kuti and to my room. Then it's not a problem. The complaining mind can actually make us very un unhappy, angry, and sometimes we do things about it. Because um, I heard from some of the monks here that just ordained and they're here, they'll reach a point where they have to like uh, walk out in the middle of the night, yeah? maybe 2 o'clock, yeah? walk all the way to, to the lookout yeah? and basically tell the people yeah? to um, stop playing the loud music yeah? and walk all the way back, back to their kuti. Yeah? I mean, for me, I'm, I'm pretty lazy. I will not do that. Yeah? And I know how, how people are like yeah? When they're young, they, they won't, they're not going to listen. They're going to party yeah? and just mess around, fool around and do burn, burn out on the car park. Yeah? So sometimes I can hear people doing burnout up and down the monastery, yeah? laughing, joking around, um, screaming and shouting yeah? like, um, like clowns. Yeah? <laughs> and to me, I find that it's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's, so what's, what's the point of getting upset? Yeah? Uh, I mean, when I was, when, when I was young, yeah? before I was a Buddhist, yeah? I did the same thing too yeah? <laughs> with my friend. Yeah? So I realized this is just people being people. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, but as I become more and more senior, I move to a, a new place. It's called the Hermitage. So it's about um, it's about a couple of, couple of hundred meters away from the lookout. And my kutis are built like fireproof. The, the walls is that thicker, and the glass is that thicker, because when the fire comes, it won't burn down. Basically, the window and the doors is, is that thicker, and the doors that thicker. So it's fully fireproof um, windows and door. Uh. So when you're a senior monk, uh, you see you get um, first choice uh, in the kuti that you pick. Uh. So I, I pick a, um, a nice kuti. Uh. So when, when, I, when I hit the house party uh, from a couple of um, hundred meters away, I go, Jesus, louder. <laughs> I go, I don't know how the, um, the monks gonna manage to sleep with that noise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's quite interesting what, how, how much we can complain internally. Yeah. But we make peace with the noise and we make peace with other people. Yeah. Then it's not a big problem. When we want to fight yeah, and fix things, yeah, then things can, can get worse. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes I realize, I just feel like I want to tell people off. Yeah. Then I realize, if I, tell, if I hold my tongue, keep quiet, yeah, then later on I realized that something happened in the monastery and that's why they, they got upset and um, they, they snapped on me because they overwork or they have back pain or something happened within the family member. So there's always causing condition 
because in the monastery, everyone is trying their best and trying to practice. Eh? And when things don't go wrong, don't go right, yeah? instead of getting upset, eh? it's realized. It's just causing an ignition. Eh? So if I'm calm and peaceful, eh? then it's not a problem. And people will learn and they understand. And they sometimes I find that because I'm quite a calm person in the monastery, yeah? so I realize I tend to have a lot of friends and they come and ask me yeah, for favors and to do things. Eh? So I go, oh, why do you come and bother me? I say, maybe I should be more negative and become, complain more. But I find if I act like that, then it's not truthful. And if I'm more angry or more negative, I have more negative thoughts, then I find that, yeah, uh, my health tend to go down a bit. So, yeah, because sometimes I find that if I'm um, working in a new monastery, doing a lot of work, overwork, um, overwork, exploited. Um, because in a new place, you tend to work maybe four or five times harder. A new place, hardly anyone comes. So you tend to do a lot of work in the morning, afternoon, and evening. Then when people come in, they don't know Buddhism so much. Yeah? Then they tend to um, shout and scold, scold at me yeah? if I tell them not to do this, not to do this, not to do that. Yeah, um, yeah sometimes I have a, have a guest shouting at me yeah, for like um, 15 minutes. Uh, and I say, okay, it's okay? And they say, yeah, it's okay. Okay, no worries. So I went for lunch. And uh, the next day he came back and apologized to me. Yeah? I said, okay, no worries. Then a week later he started shouting at me. Yeah? I go, geez, okay. Oh, okay, whatever. Then the next day his, um, his friend uh, told me that he was just crying in his room. And I go, geez, I'm not, it's not that I'm giving a hard time. I realize sometimes people, they're having a, a, a hard time and past conditioning will trigger that emotion. But I'm still his friend. And um, when I do see him, yeah, I realize he trusts me more and he's more respectful towards me yeah, because I didn't like, react back yeah, with, um, with anger, a term off, a term to, that's it. Get out of the monastery, you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah. He told me, you're the one that's causing the problem, like, like making me do this and do that. And I told him that you have to wear a safety um, helmet when you're using a chainsaw, because if you injure yourself, um, I'm responsibility. And they say, no, you're trying to force me to, to, to wear that. I say, it's my conditioning. I work up in the mines. I'm a safety officer there, and also I'm an um, ambulance volunteer and officer. Le. So that's why when it comes to safety, I'm very strict with that. Le. So he told me, it's only one or two cut. Why should he wear a helmet? I say, if you hurt yourself, you're responsible. So he got really angry with that. Le. He thought that I was just um, being a, a smart, yeah, what do you mean, smart person? Le. I don't want to use the word A, <laughs> so that's not person. Yeah, so he got really angry at me. So I didn't react, I just explained to him calmly. It's just health and safety. And if you, earn it, if you injure yourself, I get, I get, I get the blame. And um, the monastery may get fined for using a chainsaw without any protective uh, equipment. And he told me it's just only two cuts within two seconds. Anyway, that's my conditioning being a safety officer and an ambulance officer up in the mines. 
or in the workplace. Mm. Yeah, but these days, when I see him and I explain to him with safety, yeah, yeah then he understands more. Yeah. yeah, so sometimes things like that do happen. Okay, I hope that makes sense. Thank you. And thank you too, Bhante. Uh, you've spoken to over 45 people in the group this evening from all over the world, from Hong Kong, Florida, Minneapolis, France, Thailand, Maine, Singapore, Austria, Sweden, Laos, Japan, England, Germany, and Sri Lanka. Oh, and okay. Armadale. Armadale. Arts of Australia. Oh, okay, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. yeah, the group is getting bigger. Yes. yes. Okay, so a quick, a quick blessing by what? Nate na sananganu, putune sananganu, ete na hachawate na sutite hotisapata, Nate ne sananganu, damu ne sananganu, ete na hachawate na sutite hotisapata, Nate ne sananganu, Sanko me sananan yadu, ete na sachawate na sutite hotisapata. So that chanting is basically may the, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha protect you no matter where you go and where you are. So basically, that's the, uh, the blessing of the, uh, the Triple Gem. And uh, yeah, so went on just a little bit longer. La. So please take care. La. And uh, yeah, take care of your, your heart, your mind la, through letting go, calm and peace, samadhi, and mindfulness, la. awareness, and choice. Make the, a wise choice of being mm. kind, gentle, la, and compassionate. So when you, bring, when you become a wise person, you bring happiness to yourself especially and also with, with other people uh, at work or um, around you or with family members. Yeah, and that's very rare uh, to be a wise person, uh, especially now in these days, because the, the farmers in the world is getting <laughs> way more and more stronger. Uh, but I guess it's always been like that. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's very special uh, to meet so many people, uh, especially practicing um, yeah, sila, Samadhi and Panyala. Okay, thank you. Good night. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for hosting the, um, the event. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, Marlon. Thank you, Thank you, Marlon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.